Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And, uh, well, we had a up-and-down roller coaster ride for the uh, Nielsville baseball team uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, they were scheduled to play a doubleheader on Monday against Columbus Catholic. Uh, they did get the first game in. Yep. And a uh, pretty good pitching performance from Andrew Hazer going yeah. six innings, striking out ten. And uh, Nielsville winning that game five to three, but they were not able to get the second game in. Yeah. Weather, I think, you know. The field what, conditions, yeah, too. Field yeah, field conditions, too, Larry. You know, I, I thought they were pretty lucky to get one game yeah, in that night. Right. So, you know, and, and thankfully they did. And then they were able uh, to come back last night over in Marshfield. But anyway, you know, I, Nielsville defeating uh, Marshall Columbus Monday night and then going up to Spencer Tuesday night and winning. They did what they had to do to stay in control of the Eastern Clover Belt. Yeah, so, yep. they got behind in that Spencer game, too, and yep. uh, were able to come back and yep. win. Yeah, and then uh, last night over in Marshfield, you you know, pretty, really good pitching matchup. Gavin McFarland pitched very well uh, through five innings, but in the sixth, a couple of hits, and then a, a wild pitch and a bulk really yeah. uh, took the charge there, and that led to two runs. But uh, you really got to hand it to uh, Blake Jacoby. Larry. Yeah, he pitched I very thought well. he really kept the Warrior batters off balance last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the lowest uh, yeah. hit total and run yeah. total for yeah. the Warriors this year. Yeah, watching it on, on Zaleski, it looked like the uh, the Warrior batters were just a little bit off balance all mm -hmm. the way. Uh, yeah, so many uh, lunging out for the pitches and and just a good job by Jacoby moving that ball around, spotting a fastball in between his uh, off speed stuff and. Uh, he really had the Warriors uh, handled pretty well for five innings. Yeah, not many hit hard hit balls. No, not really at all. You know, a so. lot of fly little bloop fly balls. Yep. So, and then Emmett Kanitschke came in and finished up for him, and he has good stuff too. But uh, just you know, like uh, you said on the broadcast last night, it was the first time all year that the Warrior uh, offense is scuffled. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I think you just got to hand it to the pitching of the Dons for that. So. Yeah, so uh, Nielsville goes to nine and one now in the conference, uh, and Columbus Catholic goes to five and two. Now Columbus Catholic still has a matchup with Spencer on Friday yeah, yep. tomorrow night. Yep, that should be a pretty good game. And then, uh, of course, the Warriors will be at uh, Greenwood, Greenwood tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. And then a couple of non-conference games on Monday and Tuesday. They are going up to Marathon Monday, and I've never been up to Marathon, Larry. I no. don't know what the field is there, but then. On Tuesday, and they're going down to Osseo to play at Merchants Field, which is just a beautiful facility. So yeah, and uh, yeah. Spencer, Osseo, Fairchild, Marathon, yeah. uh, Stratford. I believe they still may have on their schedule yet. Yep. All yeah. in their regional. Yes. So exactly. The last so, week of the season, they're going to play a lot of the teams yeah, that they're going to see yeah. possibly coming up. Yep. Yeah. So pretty good test. And then, yeah. like you said, uh, Spencer next Friday here at home, and you know, depending what. Uh, Spencer does tomorrow night. You know that could be a game that uh, could be for Spencer coming in, maybe to tie for an Eastern Clover Belt championship. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Columbus is going to have something to say about it tomorrow night too, though. So yeah, so, so yeah, things aren't really settled there. No, uh, in the Eastern Clover Belt Conference. For but like baseball. I said before, uh, the Warriors did what they had to do to maintain control. So yep, they yep. are in control. So yes, they are. Yep. So all right, uh, the girls' softball team uh, took one on the chin last week to. Uh, Columbus Catholic and knock them out of first place. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Uh, from I've talked to a couple of parents that said uh, Marshall Columbus is a real deal team. Okay. Yeah, they come in, they hit the ball hard, they pitch and field well, and uh, uh, tonight uh, Nielsville goes over to Marshfield to play them. Uh, yeah. A win would tie them for first in the East, but uh, pretty big uh, work ahead of them because uh, you know I guess Marshfield Columbus is a very fine ball club.
Yeah, they are right now uh, a game up on Nielsville. Mm-hmm. Nielsville's only loss was to Columbus yeah. Catholic in the conference. Yeah, so. And uh, I believe the seating meeting came out, or the seating meeting was last night yeah, I, for girls softball. From what I seen early this morning, Larry, uh, the Warriors will be a four seed, and then they will host Stanley Boyd on Tuesday, May 23rd. Okay. So that's what I'd seen. I don't know if that's official or not, but that's something I picked up off the Internet this morning. So. Well, I'm just going to check here yeah. quick and see if they have the brackets out. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't on the WIA website that I picked it up. It was on another website that uh, put it out. They so. do have it on the WIA yeah. website. Yep, Stanley Boyd yeah. at Nielsville on the 23rd of May. That's okay. a Tuesday. And if they win that, they play the number one seed, who I forget. Right Baldwin-Woodville. Baldwin-Woodville, and that would be up at Baldwin-Woodville. So. Yep. So. yep, higher yep. seed always. Uh, yep. Hosts. Yeah. So, yeah, the brackets are out. If you want to yeah. check them out, you can go to WIAAWI.com. Yeah. Uh, Loyal Greenwood, I believe, is a sixth seed, and they have to travel down to Bangor in D5. So, so uh, what are they now, the Wolves or something like that? Uh, they have a pretty good uh, work ahead of them going down to Bangor, a very fine team also. So, All right, so there you go. Not all yeah. the brackets I noticed are uh, yeah. are out there, but there yeah. are some. Yeah. And that's .org, by the way, not dot com right yeah w i a w i dot o r g yep so there you go so girls softball uh that's uh hard to believe but next thursday yeah. wow. the tournament starts already isn't that something yeah i said you know we just barely got the snow shoveled <laughs> off and now we're talking <laughs> w i a tournament so wow yeah <laughs> you bet. yeah made that got the snow off yeah <laughs> yeah wow it's mind-boggling yeah uh track and field uh, Nielsville boys, another good mat, uh, track and field uh, invitational at Spencer. Took first. Yeah, seven-team invitational up there. And uh, Ashton Schultz uh, continuing his fine season. Mm-hmm. Uh, a triple winner, Larry. Yeah. High jump, triple jump, and 110 hurdles. And then uh, Landon Comer, he has had a very good season also, Larry. He's run behind Ashton yeah. in most of these hurdle events. <laughs> yes, but, he has. But he took first in the 300-meter hurdles the other night. And then... Uh, Something you don't see a lot is uh, is they slam the uh, the long jump. Uh, Brody Bergman first, Braylon Boyer second, and Cameron Kennedy third. So yeah, pretty you don't good. see that very often. No, you don't. And then uh, one other one I picked up there, uh, Will Drinka second in the pole vault at ten six. That's pretty good. Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. No. So, so and one other note from the tournament. Uh, Greenwood also had a double winner up there, Larry. Yes. Uh, Rogan Travis, first in the shot put and the discus up there. And, of course, Rogan, a senior and a very fine athlete for the Greenwood Indians. So, yes, so. yeah, yeah, double winner for uh, for him. That was good You bet. Good news for him. You bet. All right, uh, and on the girls' side, they finished tied for second, but yeah. uh, Gracie Sheengarth, yeah. first time ever winning the, uh, yeah. the hurdles. 100-meter hurdles, first time for her, and then uh, – uh, well, I'll tell you what, the Warriors relay teams were on their game that night. Yes, they were. <laughs> first in the 4x100, first in the 4x200, and first in the 4x800. So well, that's a way to pick up invitational points is win all those relays. So, yes, it is. Yeah, so. um, and let's see, Abbotsford took first for the girls yep. in that. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, you look, or Anigo, excuse me, took first. Yeah. No, it's Abbotsford. Yeah, Abbotsford I'm on the yeah. wrong tournament yeah. here, or wrong uh, invitational. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, and then you look at the Colby Invitational, and uh, Colby finished third for the girls, but you look at the two teams that finished above them, and they're uh, bigger schools than yep. Anigo and Medford. Yeah, and Colby, and we, and we still got to believe, uh, Larry, it's going to be probably Colby, Loyal, and, and Nielsville for the conference, cha- conference tournament. You would think it would be one, two, three. Though Gilman, 
Gilman seems to, uh, Gracie Tallier is having a big year. Yes, in a she lot, is. Big year in a lot of events for Gilman. So Gilman could figure into the conference race, too. So You bet. You bet. And that's coming up here. Yeah, uh, that is uh, uh, Tuesday, Larry. And that is at Gilman. Uh, okay. The conference meet for the boy, girls and boys is next Tuesday. So. There should be some good uh, competition there. Oh, boy. Yeah. You got Kobe up there. You got Loyal up there. And then, uh, uh, you know, and on both sides. And then, like we said, Gilman. And then. Uh, uh, Spencer is going to be up there. Spencer has some fine relay uh, on the boys' side. Some fine relay teams also. So yeah, and then you know it's, it's almost kind of like wrestling, where yeah. you know maybe not so much the teams, but some of these individual yeah. uh, events yeah. are going to have some good competition. Yeah, yep, and that's where the points are going to come. And and you know you talk about the Nilsville girl, they're you know they're good on the relay teams. They're doing a great job. But so are the Kobe relay teams, and mm-hmm. so are the loyal Kobe uh, yeah, relay loyal. teams. Yeah, so it's going to be a big fight there. And then uh, you know on the boys' side, of course you. Ashton Schultz has been uh, a stud in all the events he's been in this year. So the Warriors can look for him for a lot of points. But they need points from other areas, too. So, And hopefully they can get them with Will Drinka, Landon Comer, the long jumpers, things like that. So, well, that's next Tuesday yes, at, for the yep, conference meet. At Gilman. And then so, uh, the uh, regionals for boys and girls track are a week from Monday, May 22nd. Okay. And that was at, I didn't write Well, that. let me see if <laughs> I can Good find question, it. huh? Let's see, uh, Nielsville, looking down the list here. Yeah, let's see. They got a lot of a lot of regionals here. Yeah, because usually the conference school, well, of course the conference schools are split anyway because you got some going to Division Two, some to Division Three. Right, so, right. So. And let's see, where is Nielsville at? Oh, there they are. They're in Division Three. Okay. So they will be at uh, Luther for regional. Okay. Okay, down around Alaska. Then. Yeah, so they're with Alma Center, uh, okay. Bangor, Blair Taylor, some okay. of the teams that are there. Some pretty good that. competition. A lot of kids you don't see during right, the year either. Right, so. going south. Yep. So. so. All right, so that's next Monday, yeah, and May then, 22nd. Uh, well, talk about the golfers too, Larry. They mm-hmm. are head home today for a yeah. home meet. They're only in first yeah. Yeah. home match. Yeah, Colby, uh, Marshall Columbus, Owen Withy, Thorpe, and Nilesville will make up the field in that uh in that uh, invitational there. So, All right. So, so again, that's today here and, in Nielsville. And then they're at Whispering Pines on Saturday. Okay. And then their Cloverbell Conference meet is also Tuesday, and that is at Skyline in Black River Falls. And that is all the schools in the west and all the schools in the east. So, And that's, uh, I believe, an 18-hole event. Y- yes, and that will be a tough you know, right away you got to look at Chippewa Falls, McDonald, oh, and they're, Bloomer. Oh, they're heads above everybody. Oh, boy. It, like. That is going to be a tough one there. Yeah, so, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the boys' golf uh, regionals will be uh, May 23rd or 24th. Yep. Is yep. What they have for that. So, so. Uh, before we leave the preps, Larry, yeah. let's talk about uh, wrestling a little bit. Okay. Uh, the Wisconsin Wrestling Federation held their state freestyle and Greco tournaments this last weekend at Wisconsin Dells. Um, I'm not going to go through the younger ones. I'm going to go through the 16U and the, and the junior. Uh, the reason I'm doing that is because the top three in each class there, Larry, automatically qualify to go out to the national tournament at Fargo, North Dakota, this summer. Okay. So uh, in freestyle, uh, 16U at 152, Hudson Opelt Sebesta finished fourth. Uh, 170, uh, Caleb Dene from Marshfield finished first. Mm. And at 182, Owen Griesbach from Marshfield finished second. So those two gentlemen will uh, qualify for the national tournament at Fargo. Congratulations. Yeah. And then in Roman Greco and 16U at 152, Colton Weiler 
of Auburndale was first, and then Hudson Opelt, uh, Sebesto Opelt was third. So he, and and 170 uh, Caleb Benet was first. So those three gentlemen all qualified to be on Team Wisconsin out at Fargo this summer. And then juniors at 170, uh, Tristan Dreyer from Kadat finished second, so he will qualify. Okay. And then one other note, uh, we've talked on the show a lot, Larry, about Coy Hopke, the fine wrestler right. from Auburn, uh, Amory, excuse yes. me. Uh, this weekend, Coy won the junior heavyweight in both the freestyle and Greco. Uh, from the freestyle on Saturday, the Greco on Sunday. And then on Monday, he made his oral commitment, Larry, to wrestle for the University of Minnesota after his high school career is done. All so right, there you go. Kind of a little bit of a surprise, but I think he wants to stay close to home. Uh-huh. And Minnesota is also doing a bang-up. He, he wrestles out of the Pinnacle Club, which is out of the Twin Cities, and I think a lot of his workout partners are going there. But anyway, Minnesota this year, their uh, uh, recruiting class is Max McAnally, <laughs> who is, of course, we know from Derek Sikora's uh, protege. Yes. And then they have Gavin Nelson, who was the third ranked 220 in the nation from Simley. Wow. And then they have Rhett Koenig, who is a four time Wisconsin champion from Prairie du Chien, and Ethan Riddle, a two time Wisconsin champion in from Germantown. That is their 2023 class. And next year, so far, they have uh, Coy Hopke coming in, and then Charlie Millard, who is uh, this year's. Uh, from Homestead, who was this year's state D1 160-pound state champion in Wisconsin. So Minnesota doing a pretty good job of uh, taking some good kids out of Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of people are. So at, at yeah. University of Wisconsin, just having a little bit of a problem getting some of these kids to stay home. So, yeah. So I don't know what the deal is. So, but Yeah, that's interesting how, uh, yeah. how they move on to other states. Yeah, you know, and I went back, Larry, and I think it's been since 2012 since a four-time state champion has went to the University of Madison from Wisconsin. That was Jen Lands from Ellsworth. So, mm. so but uh, yeah, the rest of them are all going D one. It seems like, but they're going to other schools. So Minnesota better than Wisconsin? Uh, I think they're about even. Okay, I think they're about. Even. You know, Coach Bono still does a good job of recruiting there, but just not in state. I guess. Yeah. That's the way okay. Yeah. I mean, he's he's picked a couple of good ones from Wisconsin. Uh, in 2022, he picked up uh, Nicola Rivera, who was a three-time state champion from Stoughton. And in uh, 2020, it was Eric Barnett from Hortonville, who was also you know, a three-time state champion. So he has gotten some kids, but uh, not as many as people think they should have. But so, Yeah, but, well, Minnesota's going to have quite a team if they've got these yeah. guys coming in. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hopke, has he lost yet? No, no. he will not. And, and I would uh, bet a couple of dollars, Larry, not that I'm a betting man, uh, he will be a four-time state champion who goes undefeated through his high school career so yeah he's that he, tough he's that good and he and just looking at the competition from next year uh the heavyweight bracket the next best heavyweight wrestler in d2 will be uh hunter vanderheiden from freedom freedom who finished fourth and he's a good kid but he's not in the koi hopke yeah uh area so okay so, so. all right well good stuff there yep. for wrestling yep um, and one other thing here, uh, there's going to be a brat fry coming up tomorrow at Russell's of Nielsville. Yes. For the 8th grade basketball traveling team, I believe, right? Yeah, there's uh, there's some members there. Zion Jones, Micah Zabel, Landon Rakestraw, and mm-hmm. Axel Pumper all going to summer basketball camp. Okay. And uh, that'll help fund that. So Yeah, they have brats and they have burgers. And um, if you want to make it a meal, they have soda and chips. You could make a meal out of it or yep. just take the sandwiches or whatever you want to do. So, but... And to the individual businesses out there, they will deliver to individual businesses. I know at Mac Larry, we've got a sign-up sheet, 
and they they will deliver to Mac tomorrow. So, All right, eleven thirty so, to two yeah, at yeah. Russell's of Nielsville for that. So uh, help them guys out. Yep. All right, uh, let's see what else we got going on here before we get into uh, too much. Why don't we go to uh, where are they now? Okay, Larry, I'm going to go over to Auburndale and talk about Trisha Bry, a 1988 graduate of Auburndale High School. Trisha was a four-year letter winner on the Auburndale girls cross-country team. Her freshman year, she was fifth at the Corbell Conference meet, earning first-team all-conference honors. She finished sixth at the WIAA Class C sectionals, qualifying for the WIAA Class C state meet, where she would finish 25th. Her sophomore year, she would finish first at the Corbell Conference meet, earning first-team all-conference honors. She would be first at the regionals and sectionals, qualifying for the WIA Class C state tournament, where she would finish second as an individual, and Auburndale would finish fourth as a team that year. Her junior year, she was again Corbell Conference regional and sectional champion, qualifying for the WIA Class C state meet, where she would uh, be the Class C state individual champion that year. Her senior year, she was Corbell regional and sectional champion, again qualifying for the WIA Class C state meet, where she would finish third as an individual. In the winter, Tricia was a three-year letter winner on the Auburndale girls basketball team. Her sophomore year, Auburndale was 8-12. and Tricia averaged 5 points per game. Her junior year, the Apaches were 9-13. and Tricia averaged 8 points per game. Her senior year, the Apaches were 13-9. and Tricia averaged 13 points per game and was chosen to the second-team Eastern Cloverbelt All-Conference team. In the spring, Tricia was a four-year member of the Apaches girls track team. Her freshman year, she was Cloverbelt 1600 champ and finished third in the 3200. She finished second in both events at the WIA Class C sectionals, qualifying for the WIA Class C state track meet in both events. Her sophomore year, she was Cloverbelt and regional and sectional champion in both the 1600 and 3200, qualifying for the WIA Class C state meet in both events, where she would finish third in the 3200 and would finish first in the WIA Class C state championship in the 1600. Her junior year, she would again win the Cloverbelt Regional and Sectional Championships in both the 1600 and the 3200, qualifying for the WIA Class C state meet, where she would finish first in both events, earning the WIA Class C state championship in both events. Her senior year, she would again uh, win the Cloverbelt Regional and Sectional Champion in both the 1600 and 3200, qualifying for both events at the WIA's Class C state tournament, where she would end her high school career by finishing second in the 1600 and third in the 3200. After graduation, Trisha enrolled at UW Parkside, joining the women's cross country and track and field teams. Her freshman year at cross country, she would finish 12th at the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference meet, qualifying for the NAIA National Championship. Her junior year, her sophomore year, she would finish 9th in the the conference meet, again qualifying for the NAIA National Meet. Her junior year, she would finish 7th at the conference meet, qualifying for the NAIA National Meet. Her senior year, she would finish 5th at the conference meet, qualifying for the NAIA National Meet, where she would finish 14th, earning All-American honors. During her track career, during her freshman and sophomore years, she would qualify for the NAIA Indoor and Outdoor National Championships in both the 1500 and 3200 meet. Her junior year, she would again qualify for both at the Indoor and Outdoor Championships. She would finish 8th at the Indoor in the Indoor 1500 to earn All-American honors. 
Her senior year, she would again qualify for the indoor and outdoor national meets in the 1500 and 3000. She would finish third in the 1500 and sixth in the 3000 at the indoor championships to earn All-American honors. In the outdoors, she would finish fifth in the 1500 and gain eighth in the 3000 to earn All-American honors. She was the first Parkside individual to earn five All-American honors in one year at five separate national events. For her career at UW-Parkside, Tricia won four academic All-American honors and six athletic All-American honors while competing in 12 national championships. Tricia's time of 9 minutes and 39 seconds in the outdoor 3,000-meter run ranked second all-time in UW-Parkside history. Tricia was elected to the UW-Parkside Athletic Hall of Fame in 2010. Tricia graduated from UW-Parkside in 1992 with a degree in Social Studies uh, General Education. Today, Tricia works for the Wausau School District as a middle school teacher at John Muir Middle School in Wausau. Tricia Bry Forbes and her husband, William, who is also a middle school teacher in the Wausau School District at Horace Mann Middle School, and their children, Morgan and Ella, Ethan, reside in Wausau. Tricia Bry, Larry. All right, there you go. Good athlete. <coughs> yes, another good track athlete from our area. We seem yeah. to have a slew of them. Yes, uh, especially back in the day. There yes. was a, a number of them, and there still are some yes, that are continuing on. All right, uh, the NBA handed out some of their uh, uh, accolades here recently. Uh, a couple of Milwaukee Bucks made the all-NBA defensive team. Yeah, not the ones you would think of either. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, um, yeah, uh, Holiday, uh, Drew Holiday, and uh, um, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez both made the first team. Uh, so congratulations to them. I've heard that uh, the problem with Giannis was he received votes at both forward and center, kind of split them up. Oh, so, okay. So he didn't make the first or second team. So, but uh, uh, Holiday should be getting all getting all this because he just had a tremendous, tremendous season, Larry. Yeah, and I. Uh Oh, let's see. Giannis did win the All NBA First Team. Yes, he did. Yeah, for the fifth year in a row. Yes, he did. So, so. But. And uh, LeBron James has now made the All NBA Team for 19 straight years. <laughs> this year on the third team. Yeah. But uh, wow. Yeah, tremendous. So, and he's they're still going strong in the playoffs too. So. Yeah, so, Lakers so. Uh, still going. Yep. Uh, they lost last night, but. Yeah. They're still leading that series three to two. Yep. So they go back to uh, L.A. I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. L.A. So they have a three. So hope can clinch it the next time around. But uh, yeah, the, the the lower seeds are doing very well in this semifinal round. Philadelphia, <coughs> excuse me, with a three uh, three two lead over Boston. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Miami with a I believe a three two lead over New York. So, yeah. And so. Miami, if they would win that series, would be just the second eighth seed team to make the conference finals. Yeah. So. And they're getting hot at the right time. Yes, so they are. Like Jimmy, watching Jimmy Butler, he hasn't let up at all since the Bucks series either. No, so. no. <laughs> <laughs> he's still going. Yeah, they're still playing very well. Um, in fact, Boston and Philadelphia, that series could end tonight. Yes. It's in Philadelphia. Yep. Game five. Yeah. Denver and, and Phoenix, they're just kind of a – that's kind of a brawl. Brawl. It is, really. In that Western. Oh, man, that is that physical. Oh, yeah, and normally you don't see that out of the Western Conference no, team. No, you'd think – and especially those two teams, right? You would think them more more as finesse teams. A lot but of they, points, yeah, a lot of points, a lot of points, up and down. But boy, that is really turned it. That looked like an Eastern brawl. Yeah, it really it, does. Yeah. So, but all right, uh, the Brewers. Uh, well, he finally got rid of the Dodgers. Yeah. Jeez. Boy, what an in, you know pretty inconsistent offense, Larry. I yeah. mean, he scored nine runs on Monday night, 
But then you look at it, it was three runs in one inning and six runs in another. And I think the other six innings they bad, they went one, two, three. So, yeah. so a very inconsistent offense. And I don't know what it's going to take to shake it up. But, uh, you know, it's hopefully they, you know, they've got through this gauntlet of uh, the Rockies, the Giants, and the Dodgers, two and seven. So it uh, they haven't helped themselves at all there. So, yeah, so, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought maybe they turned it around there. And yeah. the first game of the Dodgers, but yeah, then yeah. Well, the next two games, wow, they yeah. went right back down. And, so, to where they and were. usually, you know, they can count on the starting pitching, but both uh, uh, Lauer and uh, Miley would poor starts in that Dodger series. So, but, oh well. Well, you got the Royals starting tomorrow night, yeah, and, and then go to St. Louis next week for three games. Oh, so. you got to make hay now. Yes, you do. Those are some bad teams. Yes, you got to go after them right now. So, so all right. So, well, the NFL is going to release their full schedules tonight, right. but. Some have leaked. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, not leaked, but yesterday they did announce some of the games. Yeah. Uh, they announced the uh, international games. Mm-hmm. Um, where did I have that here? You know, I had it here somewhere. Yeah, the international games. Not really any real big no. matchups. I mean, Jaguars and Bills on yeah. October 8th in London. Yeah. Maybe the one that really stands out the most. Yeah, a, a lot of times, Larry, you see these teams that go over there to be the home team and have an attendance problems at home mm-hmm. you know yeah they're okay. not they're not they're not afraid to give up a home game green bay fought it for years giving up a home game because, yeah right because of the amount of money it brings to the the green bay area so but uh jacksonville probably still up and coming still struggling to get some attendance going but uh a lot of times you see that but now the the nfl has pretty much made it mandatory that all the teams are going to be there sometime or another so right yeah and the Jaguars actually play two weeks in a row. Yes, I see that. So <laughs> that that's kind of unheard of, you know. Right? Yeah. That, but but I suppose you keep your travel over. You don't travel back and forth. You probably stay someplace. But yeah, both know. games will be in London at different stadiums. Yeah. So you, you know, for your fans, well, there's a nice week in London if yeah. nothing else. So October first yeah. and October eighth. Yeah. So but, uh, uh, Chiefs and Bengals will be on New Year's Eve on CBS. Well, that's a nice matchup. Yeah, there. that is. Yeah. Very good. And then uh, who? I heard a Christmas Day matchup. I can't remember. Yeah, one of them, uh, Eagles and Giants. Yes, that's a nice matchup also. Nice Eastern Division matchup there. So And uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets will have a Black Friday game against the Dolphins. And that one will be on Amazon Prime, I yep. believe. So. Yeah, that's like the Thursday yeah. kind of game. You bet. They so. put it on that. Yep, so. And there were some games uh, revealed earlier today. Uh, Rodgers and the Jets will debut against the Buffalo Bills on a Monday night game, the opening Monday night game, and yep. usually, usually that I don't. Do they still do that where they play two Monday night games the opening I week? I don't know if they do that yet. anymore. They used to do that quite often. They right. start one at six or yep. so, and then the other one at uh, eight nine o'clock. So yeah, we'll, so, we'll find out maybe when the uh, bet, so. full schedule gets released again yeah, tonight. We, yeah, and then probably next week we'll probably go over it a little more. Yeah. In, in 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 what we got. So uh, yeah. Chiefs. And the Lions will open up the season on September 7th. That is not what I expected, Larry. Yeah. I expected probably uh, an a, uh, a higher up AFC, you know, maybe the Chargers who are in the same division. Yeah. Um, you said earlier the Eagles are on their schedule. Boy, that would have been a, na- a nasty matchup right there. Right, I, you right. Know, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Lions, of course, the Lions now, they made the playoffs, Larry, so they're getting a little more respect in the area. So Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe a little too much respect. (laughs) Kick off the season on September seventh against the Chiefs. Yep. And uh, CBSSports.com has revealed that the Packers uh, actually released their entire schedule. (laughs) Somehow leaked out 
Um, I'm not sure if it's official, but yeah. it's coming from CBS Sports, so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it must be. But again, it'll be official tonight at 7, yeah. but they open up, according to this, at Chicago against the Bears on yeah. September 10th. Yeah. It usually, you know, they usually open up somewhere on the. It seems on the road against a Central Division foe. It seems like it. Minnesota, Chicago. I don't know if they've opened up against Detroit lately, but uh, um, yeah, it's that's it's funny that it's they're usually opening up on the road the last few years though. Yeah, so. the first two games are on the road actually. Here yeah. it says Packers at Atlanta, the second game. Okay, and so, then their first primetime game is going to be the Lions uh, at Lambeau on a Thursday night, September twenty okay. eighth. All right. So they're still getting a little prime time there. And then they have a Monday. Actually, they have two Monday night games. And uh, let's see. One, two Sunday night games. Okay. So they're still getting a little respect there, Larry. Yeah. You know, and, a, and a Thanksgiving Day game at Detroit. Which is probably something they really didn't want anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, a, and a few late games uh, yeah, on a Sunday. Yeah. And, it's nothing, and I love the Thanksgiving Day games as a, as a fan, but... Is as a te- the team that plays on the road, you know, you got two days of practice, and then Wednesday you got to fly into Detroit. You know, your whole thing is interrupted. So yeah, but, and yeah. and then plus the Lions are very tough on Thanksgiving Day at Ford Field too. So. Well, and then here here's the schedule around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Day. They play uh, the Chargers on November nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Detroit to play the Lions mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving, and then they come back to play the Chiefs. Okay. On December third. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, nobody's doing them any favors, are they? <laughs> no. No, no. So, oh well. So. Yeah, so that's uh, the schedule, cbssports.com if you want to check it out. Yep. But uh, the official schedules yep. for the entire NFL will be released tonight Yeah, they at 7. Yeah, the NFL is the only, uh, only uh, pro league that can make a, a schedule announcement as a major event. Yeah. <laughs> they make everything a major event yeah, pretty they much. they do. I mean, how many – I mean, the Major League – Baseball draft doesn't yeah. have their own day. And yeah, and and the NFL draft it comes it close to Fourth of July, and yeah, you hate to say it, but nobody really cares. <laughs> 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 oh well, yeah, so, so, yeah. So. All right, so that's what's happening uh, tonight. The NFL yeah. releasing their uh, full schedule mm-hmm. of games. So we'll see what happens. All right, uh, anything else? Uh, uh, a couple add things, here? Larry. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn Shown. Okay. From the uh, community, by, is boxing this weekend out in Philadelphia? Yeah, the uh, is that a national glove? Yeah, yep. national yeah. silver glove. Anyway, I see uh, I see a picture of her on Facebook next to the Rocky statue. So. Yeah, I did see that too. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty so, cool. Okay, yeah. so good luck to Brooklyn out there representing Neil so well. And yep. then one last thing, uh, Larry, I want to say congratulations to my friend and partner here, Larry Hazer who this summer is going to be inducted into the Marshall Baseball and Softball Hall of Fame. So congratulations, Larry. Thank you. And I'll tell you what, it is a privilege and fun and honor to sit next to you doing this show and also sports broadcast. Yeah, it's, and that is an honor you well deserve. Well, and and I want to give the uh, accolades to you as well yeah. and all the guys that I've worked with. I mean, that's that's what's helped me, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. in my broadcast. Yeah. I mean, you guys... You guys make it good. Yep, it's a lot of fun. And, yeah, and and it and that event is a very nice event. I was I was lucky enough to go to it a few years ago when my uh, late father-in-law Merle Lindo received oh. the Bob Holibitz Award okay. for uh, being as a contributor, which uh, meant being the sponsor of the old Wildcat in softball team. So, oh, okay. so Merle is also in the Marshfield uh, 
softball hall of fame oh, also, well so, all right so. yeah that'll be uh, august 19th yep is when so, that yeah. event happened doug so, zaleski is going to go in there too yeah jason's dad uh, J- uh doug of course started out in this area you know and working for the trg and loyal and then the marshfield news herald before he went down to indiana but joe he also was a big time umpire and stuff too he did oh, a lot okay. of umping baseball okay. and and softball in the area when i was in high school he was an umpire uh, he did a lot of umpiring of our games. So, okay. So, and the guy that I thought was the whole announcement was about, and it was yeah. uh, Dick Zank. Yes, first guy from Nielsville being inducted yes. into that Hall of Fame. Yep. So, so we've got one and two. This. All right. But anyway, congratulations, Thank Larry, you. and, Thank you and very much. can't wait for the summer for yeah. you. So. All right, that'll wrap it up here for this week on Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hayes. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.